Hi and welcome to episode 6 of Invest in You, the podcast for people just like you who like to become better, do more, enjoy more and create a better future for oneself and others. It's called Invest in You simply because you are your best asset. Secondly, we talk about investments generally and as a mean to freedom of choice. Today we have got a traveling guest, Johnny FD. He's even got his own podcast, Travel Like a Boss. How cool does that sound? Johnny has a great way of enjoy uh, today while invest for the future. He often uh, is living the four-hour work week uh, as an author and entrepreneur. He also works with publishing, podcasting and investments. He's from the US and uh, often is somewhere else in the world. So let's see where he is today. Hi, welcome to Invest in You. Today we are interviewing a person which has his own podcast and is a Muay Thai fighter who is currently in Thailand. He is called Johnny FD and I think we should start right now. So where are you in the world? Well, So I'm actually in Chiang Mai, Thailand where I really love it. You know, I, I love Thailand. I've been coming here every year for the last 10 years ever since I discovered scuba diving and Muay Thai. But you caught me at the right time because I've actually been in Europe the last 11 months and I just got back. Yeah. Perfect. Where in Thailand are you? Are you in Bangkok? No, I'm in Chiang Mai, which is the north, it's the mountains. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I've also been in uh, Thailand, I also really like it. I think about uh, every time I leave Thailand, I think about, hmm, when can I go here next time? So yeah, I also like it. also been working with diving there as well, just like yourself. So yeah, excellent. So, tell us a bit more about yourself, what you do, what you work with, and so on. Yeah, so I originally came to Thailand just as a tourist, you know, I'm sure as a lot of people do, um, but instead of going back to a normal nine-to-five job, which I wasn't very passionate about, I decided, hey, why not try the scuba diving thing and just work as an underwater guide? So, you know, I didn't realize how easy it was to become a dive master with some proper training, so... I took a class um, and a few months later, I was a certified dive master and for the next four years, I took people scuba diving underwater. And what was great about that is not only did I get to live out my passion and what I wanted to do, something that I, I had only seen on TV before, I then had some experience that really no one else in the world had. Uh, or not that many people in the world would have, which led me to online business and allowed me to write a book about how to live cheaply in Thailand, how to follow your passions, whether it's scuba diving or Muay Thai. And that led and opened you know, doors to online business and really making a full-time income uh, while working remotely from places like Thailand and really wherever else in the world. Yeah, cool. Uh, we're both training and competing in Taekwondo, as you know. And I'm very interested to hear more about how you ended up as a, a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, so with Muay Thai, it was almost by accident. I was scuba diving full time, and on my days off, I would have nothing to do. And I was on a very small island called Konata with beautiful beaches, but really not much else to do. So just to get in shape and as a sport, I started doing Muay Thai. And I think the difference between doing it here in Thailand versus doing it in the UK or back in the US is there are really no rules out here. <laughs> where it's very raw. Kids as, yeah, 
kids as, as young as eight years old are competing in full contact Muay Thai with you know knees, elbows, punching and kicking. And that would never happen back in the U.S. But what that also does is it means that you know, even for me, uh, I was in my mid-20s at the time. It meant that within a month of learning how to fight, I was in a ring and competing. Uh, ironically, it was against a Swedish guy. Yep. Well, actually, no, sorry. <laughs> it was, uh, I was training with a Swedish guy, and I, I ended up fighting a Thai guy. Perfect. Cool. Well, it's, it's really interesting because I also had the chance to see some uh, Muay Thai fights. There. And it is very raw, and now, uh, as quite recently, they've changed the rules. In Sweden, so now you're allowed to do uh, like head kicks, even at at the even a shoulder's age. Um, so yeah, th- things things are changing, but uh, of course you got all the protection gear there. And uh, quick question: How long have you been a Muay Thai fighter? So I started probably seven years ago, uh, and I did it for four years competitively. But I. It's been about three years since I've had my last fight, and I don't plan on ever stepping back in the <laughs> ring. I've had uh, I've had my fun. I had six pro fights. I, I won four of them, and that's enough in this lifetime. Yeah, perfect. But you also wrote uh, a book about that. Tell us about the, the book, because uh, so many people, uh, maybe not listening to this or, uh, podcast necessarily, uh, or are interested to, to try, try what you did. Yeah, so the book is called 12 Weeks in Thailand, The Good Life on the Cheap. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at 12weeksinthailand.com. But basically, it outlined the four years of my life where I would go to Thailand for usually about 12 weeks at a time, which is about three months. And in that block of time, I would either focus on just Muay Thai or just scuba diving or just you know whatever the passion I had at the time. And the reason why 12 weeks was kind of like the perfect amount of time is I feel like you can train and prepare for almost anything in three months, whether it's training for a competition, uh, learning how to become a dive master, uh, or even building a business. 12 weeks really is enough time as long as you focus 100% of your time and energy. And I think that's why it's so nice to do in a place like Thailand where you have no other responsibilities, the cost of living is very low, and you can just focus 100% on what you want to accomplish. Don't, don't, don't tempt me too much. <laughs> uh, now, it's this time of the year where uh, we will have a number of seminars in London linked to property investing and people set out. And if you split that up to what you said there, like uh, 12 weeks, nine, 90 days, is a very good chunk to actually get stuff done and not procrastinate. Another fun thing is that I've, also, I've been doing Taekwondo for seven years too. I've been doing a little longer. But here comes the next question. We would love to hear more about you and your story. And before we even go into that, uh, what does investing mean to you? So I think I've always invested in myself, you know, either whether through buying a book or buying a course. And that's why, you know, I love the title of your podcast. Um, even today, you know, it's I've realized that in in order to really get ahead in life, and whether it's financially, emotionally, uh, even just learning you know new things, if we don't invest for ourselves, we end up you know going backwards in life. And I think that's kind of the the number one tip I want to tell everyone, especially the younger listeners. If you're a teenager, the worst thing you can do is go 
an entire year or three years or five years without investing yourself or without growing and getting ahead. It, it's almost like even if you did the bare minimum and you just learned a little bit like every day, we just like worked on your business a little tiny bit or you just read, you know, one book even, you know, one book every couple of months even, as long as you did it consistently in five or 10 or 20 years, you will, you'll be incredibly successful in whatever it is. And for me, investing in yourself or investing in, in general is a long-term game plan. What I didn't realize is that every single person can very easily become a millionaire sometime in their life. And it, that might might sound a bit ridiculous to a lot of people who think, you know, making a million dollars is a lot of money. And it is for a lot of people. But if you really break it down to something very, very simple and you put in a hundred dollars a month since you're a teenager and you let the interest compound, you will become a millionaire by the time you retire. And it's really as simple as that. And the reason why not everybody becomes a millionaire uh, when they t retire is because they either don't get started early enough or they stop doing it at some point. Yeah, exactly. Consistency is key. Yeah. Did you know that our two podcasts are listed next to each other? It's so great to have a bit of uh, friendly competition. So <laughs> yeah, whether we do it in the ring or in the podcast. <laughs> so we got there on iTunes. Uh, you got invest in you and then you got invest like a boss. I think your name is really cool. And uh, you also got another one uh, about traveling. Tell us a bit more about that one. So we have the invest like a boss podcast, which yep. is all about different types of you know financial investments whether it's investing in real estate or stocks or index funds or even bitcoin we talk about a new investment technique every single week and my other podcast is called travel like a boss where every week i interview someone I actually meet while traveling that is running an online business from their laptop wherever they are in the world you must meet uh, lots of uh, so-called digital nomads on, on traveling yeah, I, I meet a ton, especially here in, in Thailand, especially in Chiang Mai, which is a big hub for it. But really, it's worldwide now. I mean, there's co-working spaces all around the world. Everybody is connected online and everybody has the potential to run their business uh, or work remotely. What would you say is your best investment in yourself so far? So I took a, a bunch of online courses when I was first starting my businesses. And the reason why it was the best investment is, I would say twofold. One is, you know, I had somebody who had done what I wanted to do, you know, prior. So they had success in the goal I wanted. So, you know, one of the courses I took was a course on how to build an e-commerce store, um, how to how to you know make money online through e-commerce and, and um, selling physical items, and. If it wasn't for taking this course, you know, I probably could have learned a lot of that information reading, you know, random posts everywhere or watching uh, videos or even listening to podcasts. But the problem is of twofold. One is because I didn't really invest anything financially, I don't really have an, a, a reason to continue doing it or actually follow through. I might just, you know, listen to a bunch of things and then have an excuse on why, you know, I never really um, – did anything with it and then second by having a action plan where it goes from kind of zero to a finished product um, it makes it, it makes the process a lot easier so traditionally 
people would go to school for that. You know, people would um, go to college and major in a certain subject, whether it's marketing or business. Uh, and by the end of it, they would hopefully have a business or have the skills to build a business. Nowadays, you know, even though school is very important uh, to get a lot of the basics, um, if you want to learn a specific skill or be able to create a specific type of business or, or you know, be able to do something, um, you know, that you know you, what you want the end result to be, hey, you know, just taking an online course can be, you know, quicker, easier, cheaper, and, you know, you can do it from anywhere. Yeah, I also really like to have this uh, access to so much knowledge, which can also be confusing. Sean, uh, how do you relate your usual school learning versus to interview people like uh, Johnny, uh, who's got years of experience and stuff? Well, it's really weird because in school, the we have a thing called hemkunskap, which is basically like... Well, cooking are, and stuff. Yeah, cooking, things which you learn at home, and it can also be... In basics in the economy how to keep track of your money yeah and it is the kind of normal person it's you learn all the average stuff you yeah <laughs> you learn perfect to be average yeah, yeah. normal yeah well, that's what's so good about yeah. online courses and things you can like um, decide yourself and just come come up with something that you want to do and you can become a specialist in that instead of just being Average. Yeah, but it's it's. Uh, we've got another friend uh, who we've been uh, interviewing, uh, Christian Rodwell. Uh, he's got uh, another channel called Escape the Rat Race. Uh, just like yourself, talk to people who find other ways than the normal uh, nine to five jobs. Cool. Putting putting a pause there and jumping back into investing again. Uh, yeah. So actually, even before we get that, I think you know with school. It's good to have a base, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's great to learn, you know, for everyone to learn normal math, you know, the basics of additional multiplication, yeah. you know, division, uh, and then learn, you know, it's it'd be great if everyone learned basics of being able, to, you know, being able to take care of your house and accounting. Uh, unfortunately, actually, in the U.S., I didn't even really learn how to, uh, you know, balance my own like checkbook. Even, yeah. you know, I, I never learned anything about credit card debt or just home economics in, in a sense of basic accounting. So that's actually something I wish that you know everybody would learn is just kind of the basics of how to keep tracks of your you know your profit and your loss or your income and your expenses. Yep. But you guys are right, where after that, after everyone knows the basics, that's when it's so great to be able to focus and really learn a skill that you're passionate about, whether it's programming or uh, sales or marketing or you know e-commerce or you know really whatever it is, it's amazing to be able to have access to you know courses and experts that can teach you specifically what you want to learn. Yep, cool. So uh, back to the theme of investments. Uh, what kind of investment would you like to do? Uh, again, think think no boundaries. What would you like to do? Uh, so. I've actually been adding a lot of investments to my portfolio pretty much every single month uh, because every time we interview someone and it's a new kind of exciting thing that I've never heard about, yep. I I want to jump in. And I've now invested in probably 15 different uh, types of investments from you know online e-REITs to uh, apartment buildings through a fund or a syndicator. Uh, to different types of crypto, cryptocurrencies, to 
in index funds and, and really, you know, really everything. I, I think the only real thing that's missing from my, my personal portfolio is I would really, really like to own an apartment building that is managed completely you know, by property managers. I really don't have to physically ever be there. Yep. But having the, the tenants pay off the rent for it, which means that one day, you know, even if it's 30 years from now, it'll be 100% cash flow with no debt. Yes, that's, uh, that's kind so- of like my dad's dream. <laughs> no, but it's it's, it's a sol- solid strategy. It, it works, uh, and uh, it's uh, probably safer than many other retirement options we might have out there. So uh, you've interviewed quite a few people on your own podcast. Uh, what I will ask you about some of your top tips in a few categories, which are words very often associated with investing. So, what is kind of your on? Yeah, high on your list. Top tips in investment generally. So the first is to first invest in yourself uh, and get your own income high enough so you have extra money to invest. Uh, Because without having, you know, even a couple hundred extra dollars a month to put into an investment account or to even put in your savings account, you know, learning a lot of knowledge about investing, you know, is great motivation, but you need something to work with. Uh, what's great is, you know, if you took the first hundred dollars you made, you know, with, with a side business or, you know, or even better, if you figure out a way to cut your expenses where you have an extra hundred dollars and if you invest that into growing yourself uh, as well as growing your network, that is probably the best investment you can make. Uh, for me personally, you know, I, I took the first couple hundred dollars, you know, I, I had um, and I bought, you know, books and learned from, from those. Uh, and I took people out to dinner and lunch. So yep. you know, you know, some of my mentors now, I you know, I always I always offer to pay. I always you know um, try to take them out and really let them know I value their time. You know, and I try not to do it with just coffee. I actually you know I, I try to figure out what they like to eat. And if nothing else, if I can just buy them a meal, and it doesn't have to be super expensive, you know, but just. You know, taking them out and just showing that I appreciate their time. That is, you know, that twenty, forty, fifty, sixty dollars is the best investment. Yes. In, you know, that a person can make to be able to have an hour with somebody that is successful, who's done what you've done. Yeah, true, true, true. To invest in also relationships, like you mentioned, really good, good, good advice. Thank you. The next one linked to the same thing from from the people who have interviews point of view. Uh, what's the best advice on how to manage risk? that you picked up? So the best advice that, that I've gotten now uh, on how to manage risk is to have six months of liquid cash or assets uh, to be able to to kind of weather the storm. So if the next time there's a big downturn or an emergency comes up, if you have six months of liquid money, you know, as in either in cash or in a savings account or something you can access, that allows you you know, to weather most storms. And, you know, if you have all your money in real estate or stocks and the market goes down for more than six months, you know, it could be a problem as well. But by having at least six months worth of um, uh, of money saved up that you have access to really alleviates a lot of the stress. And the two ways to, to get that amount you know, is either to have more money in cash or actually to lower your expenses, which is a big reason why I live in places like Ch- Chiang Mai, Thailand, 
where I know that I can live a very good life for you know, less than half the price of living back in the US or in the UK, which means instead of having, you know, needing to have $100,000 in the bank uh, to last me six months, I can literally just have a few, th- you know, even $10,000 and I know I can live a decent life here uh, for the next six months or a year if I need to while I rebuild, uh, while the market corrects itself. Yeah. Perfect. Great, great, great example. I can completely agree with that, especially in uh, in property, like you said. I've got a few friends who have been burned before, who had to walk away from a complete portfolios worth tens of millions because they didn't have uh, the buffer. So we try to always have that safety one. Even if I have to pay for that money to just sit there at the alternative cost, I still happily have that. So completely agree with you. Thank you. Uh, and then the next one, uh, what does the word diversify me to you had shared really good examples of how you invest but the actual word diversify in investment terms yeah so for me I like to have diversity both in multiple streams of passive income for myself so I have different income streams that come in which means if you know for, for someone who just has a salary job if they lose that job they have zero zero money coming in yeah. until they find another job but that might take months might take years so the reason why I like a diversity in my, my personal income, and you can take a look at my blog, johnnyfd.com. Every month I actually post my income reports and you know I, I just show everyone you know where the money is coming from. And yep. right now it's coming from maybe about 10 different streams. So all 10 would have to dry up for me to not have any income for the month. And in terms of investing, I also like to have you know, multiple investments. So I also have about 10 different investments uh, and I try not to have them correlated with each other. So, you know, first off, I don't invest in individual stocks, even though I've made a lot of money getting lucky with stocks like buying Facebook when it was $55. <laughs> even knowing that, I don't buy individual stocks because I don't want all my eggs in one basket. So I buy index funds, and that's a big, way, you know, easy way to diversify in the stock market. And, but instead of having all my money in stocks, I also have a lot of money in uh, in REITs and real estate. And then I even really, you know, try to find play, you know, uh, things that are completely uncorrelated to the stock market and uh, the real estate market. And that way, if those two go down at the same time, which you know often they'll pull each other down, yes. at least I have another stream of income still coming in that's unaffected. Cool. Perfect. Right. Uh, next one. Uh, talk about planning uh, long term. You really indicated that you apply lots of the learning that you picked up over the years. Excellent. Uh, when I say financial roadmap or, or plan, financial plan, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's really to have a big goal in mind. And my co-host for Invest Like a Boss, Sam Marks, you know, really forces me to write down a number and not, not just you know, say, oh, I want to have more money for extra things, but really to figure out exactly what my net worth needs to be for me to fulfill uh, my, my goals. So my, like, you know, just a few years ago when I was first starting, uh, literally in 2013, I had less than $1,000 in total net worth. And my goal was to have $30,000, which is about 1 million Thai baht. Yep. And to some people, it seems like you know it's a very small number, a small goal. But at the time, it seemed like a mountain to me. 
But I knew that if I had 30,000 Thai baht, I'd be able to live in Thailand for, you know, <laughs> maybe, yeah, many maybe years. four or five years <laughs> and figure things out. So it was a really comforting buffer for me. And I, I wrote about that process in my second book. It's called Life Changes Quick, uh, about how I went from, you know, basically having zero to having my first $30,000 and having the comfort and the, and the, the kind of base uh, to be able to do everything else. And now my goal is to have 2.5 million in net worth because that allows me to have about $10,000 a month um, in either drawdown or uh, or interest yep. that I can live off of. And that allows me to not only survive, but really good, you know, live a good life, not only for myself, but be able to give money to my parents and help with their retirement and you know, and, and enjoy having abundance. Yeah, so I'd like to say a, a huge uh, special thanks to Sam, your, your uh, co-host, for for asking you to find out that number, your financial freedom number uh, from an investment point of view. So well done. Well yeah. Done. Okay, letting go of investments for a second and more to your lifestyle choices. What is the coolest office you've had so far? Oh, I've had some amazing offices. I Please think share, share, coolest, share many. <laughs> yeah, so the coolest thing about being a digital nomad is we can literally work from anywhere that has Wi-Fi. And, you know, I've, I've worked from different beaches and islands, you know, really all around the world now. And I actually remember just last month I was walking home from a co-working space on the Canary Islands and halfway through the walk on the sand on the beach, I had, you know, I had an idea and I wanted to just quickly, um, I think I was write an email or something. And I just pulled out my laptop, I was on the side of the beach, on the sand, and I tethered to my phone and I'm like, and I'm working on my computer and I hear a group of tourists walk by and they, you know, kind of made a, a comment to each other saying, wow, you know, these, um, you know, these, these kids can work anywhere now. Yes. And I didn't even really you know, realize what I was doing, but I, I, I took a look at myself and I realized I'm standing in the sand, I'm wearing shorts, uh, I actually had my shirt off so I can get some sun, and I'm, I'm literally you know, working and this is my, my, my office. At, you know. And sometimes you know, people say, hey, you know, those photos um, of people working on the beach, you know, it's not very realistic. You know, you know, nobody wants to work on the sand you know, with the sun <laughs> in your eye for eight hours. And that's true. You know, I, I would never want to sit there for more than, you know, even, you know, maybe 30 minutes or an hour. But the the, the fact that we have that option to be able to do so is what the dream really is about. And, yes. you know, I've worked there. I've worked in jungles in Thailand. I've worked on a dive boat in Komodo where I was on my way to see the manta rays uh, in, in Indonesia and we had a three-hour boat ride, so I took out my laptop, sat on the deck, and I worked from there. Perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and it's also not not bad to have a job which doesn't feel like a job either. Uh, I very often talk about I'll, I'll go to work or I'll go to the job uh, so they can relate to it. Because it's very different when you have, like you said, you've got passive income streams. Uh, yes, you need to add to it to, to keep it reoccurring. But yeah, that, that's that's great. Thank you for sharing that nice office. I can just complete yeah. to say that yes, when you write a book on the sand in Thailand, you get some stuff in the in the in the, in the keyboard. It uh, does uh, add up. So yeah, cool. Yeah. 
your strength lies in publishing and online. You have a blog, books, and podcasts. What is driving you to share more ideas and publish new things? So I've actually always had that drive, even before the word blog was popular. It was, it's you know, a bit crazy that thinking back in 2002 or 2001, I had a Zanga, which is a blogging site that's no longer even available. And I've had now, you know, so many blogs that I've probably forgotten about a few. I've had blogs about uh, self-development. Uh, you know, I've had blogs about. Um, Restaurants and you know finding um, the best place to eat on this little island called Koh Tao in Thailand. I've had you know some embarrassing blogs from when I was you know trying to figure out who I was and you know getting into self development, you know learning how to you know become better with women. But I've always enjoyed the process of sharing what I've learned, not only because. I feel like it, it takes sometimes so long to find good information and nowadays it's a lot easier with YouTube and you know and, and you know the internet being so big but especially mm. growing up in my generation I mean it was difficult it was you know you'd have to physically go and read you know a bunch of books to try to find one that had the information you wanted you know there wasn't uh, an easy way to search and I think it all stemmed from that where when I, whenever I would find information, I would want to share it and almost kind of do some of the work for people who were, who were in my shoes. And, you know, that's why I'm so glad I wrote those two books yep. where, you know, really anyone who wants to take the first step into location independence, even if they just want to do it on a budget, you know, or if they're interested in Muay Thai or if they're interested in scuba diving, they can read 12 Weeks in Thailand, you know, or they can go back to my blog and read my old posts about it. Uh, for people who... You know, see, you know, people, you know, now, you know, making two hundred thousand dollars a year or more online, but they they don't know how to get started, and you know, they want to go back to my blog and see what I was writing about and what my mindset was when I was. My goal was to make thirty thousand dollars, you know, um, or even actually, my first goal was to make six hundred dollars a month just so I can live a very basic, cheap life in Thailand, and. By putting it out there, not only do you know do I know that it helps other people get started, but it also I really believe that the best way to get clarity is to show others the basics. So whether you're showing uh, someone newer than you a taekwondo kick, you know, and you know being forced to really you know master it in your own mind and explain it, you know. Uh, in a very basic way and, and show the proper technique uh, or you're showing someone how to build a business by openly sharing creating content you're you know, really creating a win-win situation for the whole world yeah that's, that's pretty much exactly what what uh Ivan and Sean are doing as well by learning from others and sharing it that's the best way to learn because if you're going to explain to anyone else that uh, puts an extra twist to it in terms of how you pick it up yourself so yeah great one yeah, um, and similar question to what we've already questioned. Uh, what are your top investment tips in all categories? Health, wealth, relationships, or anything? What would it be, like, your top tips for anything that's investing? So, with everything that you just mentioned, you have to do it day by day and think long term. I think the, the worst thing we can do is look for short term results 
um, that's how we that's how we fail. You know, sometimes you might get lucky and you might have some big wins, but ultimately, if you're looking for short-term results, we'll almost always fail. You know, with health, um, a short-term you know a short-term result would be taking diet pills, you know, taking drugs, or you know, even just starving yourself so you can lose you know a few pounds, uh, and that might work temporarily, but in the long run, you're not going to be very healthy with that. Um, you know, with you know finance, it's the same thing where we take big gambles. You know, if if you put 100% of your money in Bitcoin, you know, it, who knows? You might be very very smart for a little <laughs> while. But if that was your, you know, mentality with investing, uh, with everything, I, I would almost guarantee eventually you're going to lose 100% of your money, if not, you know, go into debt. Um, with relationships, the same thing is, you know, if we try, you know, so hard to to get, you know, to get everything we want from the very first day we meet someone, you know, we, that's not going to be a long term relationship or friendship even. So that is the one thing that I, I really wish that I knew, um, you know, when I was younger, and even something that I, I wish I could remind myself every single day is to really think long term because that is how we become truly successful in this life. Yes, it's very interesting how if you take the, the, the long view, how it really changed uh, everything. For example, uh, if you compare, uh, you live most of your life, I presume, in, in America versus the way how to invest if you're from China to a view like, is it the next week, quarter or year? Or is it 100 years, two, three, four generations ahead in terms of how you, you buy, really? Right, so we've had a huge uh, pleasure to hear great thoughts uh, all the way from uh, Thailand today. Yeah, absolutely. So, Charlie? Thank you for watching this episode. It's been really nice to be interviewing you, Johnny. Yeah. So, uh, we would uh, like to give uh, our audience a chance to really connect uh, with you. Uh, if they want, we'll put this in the show notes as well. But what's the absolute best way to find you online? So, the best way is through my blog, johnnyfd.com. And since all of you enjoy listening to podcasts, make sure you check out and subscribe to both the Travel Like a Boss podcast as well as the Invest Like a Boss podcast. Perfect. That's that's great. Uh, so thank you so much, and uh, we would look forward to check out your blogs ourselves. So until next time, all the yeah. best. And yeah. another thing, we you might consider to give us a five star review. <laughs> we like five star yeah. reviews. Right. So perfect. Until next time, all the best, Johnny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. What an inspirational guy with a more Thaian lifestyle. I really like the travel aspect of his life as I really like to be traveling around myself. Uh, and also that really means you have to be set up for remote work and have your team in place if that's the case. Think about sharing your profit and loss. The balance sheets publicly just like John Dumas and many others. I really like that because it means you need to be on top of everything, your accounting, your books and you can manage your finance personally much better. Please make sure to subscribe if you like this. We have some great guests coming up soon including one of the leading property investment profiles from the UK, Simon Sochi. Did I mention before that we love five-star reviews? 
And as soon as iTunes has published your written reviews, we will share them here on the podcast too. Bye bye. Bye.